everyone, welcome back to Gathering Israel. I'm your host, Emma Wozniak, and today we're going to be talking about the atonement. We're going to be talking about what the atonement is, how we can apply it to our lives, and of course, how we can use it to help us gather Israel. Really quick, I just wanted to explain why I haven't been posting recently. As you guys know, the world is an entirely different place right now, and I just realized that I needed to take some time to find a new normal, regroup, spend some time with my family, but I am back and I will be posting every other Sunday like I used to. But back to today's topic, what is the atonement? So let's start with a basic knowledge of what the atonement is. Um, It could look something like this, which is the atonement is the sacrifice that the Savior made when he suffered for our sins. The Savior suffered for our sins and afflictions so that he, as a perfect being, can pay the price for our sins. This is what allows us, as imperfect beings, to be able to return to our Father in Heaven. Now, with that basic knowledge, let's go ahead and dig a little deeper. Uh, Alma chapter 17, verses 11 through 13, it's kind of long, so bear with me, but it's very important. But what it says is, And he shall go forth, suffering pains and afflictions and temptations of every kind, and this that the word might be fulfilled, which saith, He will take upon him the pains and the sicknesses of his people, and he will take upon him death, that he may loose the bands of death which bind his people, and he will take upon him their infirmities that his bowels may be filled with mercy, according to the flesh, that he may know according to the flesh how to succor his people according to their infirmities. Now the Spirit knoweth all things, nevertheless the Son of God suffereth according to the flesh, that he may take upon him the sins of his people, that he might blot out their transgressions according to the power of his deliverance. And now behold, this is the testimony which is in me. Like I said, it's kind of long, but there's a lot to unpack out of that. It's talking about how he suffered our sins and afflictions so that he can know how to help us when we go through those things ourselves and also make it possible for us to be resurrected. And because we can be resurrected, we can return to our Father in heaven um, if we choose to repent and learn from those mistakes. Um, But... I love that so much. And another thing that I wish I had a scripture for, I know it's somewhere, and um, but I just don't have it with me right now. But the scriptures talk about how the atonement is infinite. It was an infinite atonement. And something that I always thought when I was a little kid was, oh my gosh, I just sinned. I probably caused the Savior more pain. I feel so bad that I just caused the Savior more pain. And of course, it's good to feel bad whenever you make a mistake or sin because that is what drives us to do better and to learn from those mistakes, which is entirely what repentance is about. But the fact that the atonement was infinite means that we can't add on to it. You can't add on to an infinite atonement. It's like a jar, it's like a jar of coins. Once it's full, you don't add more, otherwise it doesn't fit in the jar. It's infinite. You can't add more to an infinite atonement. Um, and I I just love that that's brought so much peace in my life and it's helped me understand the atonement so much more. And um yeah, and I really love that. Um, Another thing that I wanted to talk about was the fact that the atonement was the only way to satisfy both the demands of mercy and justice. Heavenly Father is a perfect God of mercy, but he's also a perfect God of justice. And because he is both a perfect God of mercy and justice, the atonement was the only way that 
um, that he could satisfy both the demands of mercy and justice. Uh, before I go on to explain this a little bit more, I just wanted to say that the church uh, has a YouTube channel in which they have this little video series called Now You Know. I love it so much. It is the cutest thing ever. They've got short little explanations of like uh, the Atonement, Justice and Mercy. They have one on Joseph Smith. They have a whole bunch of them, and I love those videos. They're so informative, so I highly recommend you go check those out. I'll leave the one on Justice and Mercy in the description below because that explains it really well, better than I could ever. Um, but to continue with what I was saying, um, God made laws that we uh, that make it so that we receive consequences whenever we break those laws, that's justice. And when, um, when we break those laws, we become imperfect and no unclean thing can be before God. This is where mercy comes in. Because the savior died for our sins, we can receive mercy. His atonement allows us to be able to repent for the mistakes that we make so that we can become clean and eventually make it back to the presence of our heavenly father. This is how both the demands of justice and mercy are met and why Jesus Christ had to die for our sins. Because you need a middleman in order to satisfy both justice and mercy. He suffered those things so that we can, oh, we don't have to, and so that way we can learn from our mistakes and eventually become perfect through him. Um, and the atonement was him suffering all of the pains of the earth and this is what allows him to be able to relate to all of us and what makes it possible for each and every one of us to return back to him if we choose uh matthew 27 uh, verse 46 says and about the ninth hour jesus cried with a loud voice saying and i'm probably going to pronounce this wrong eli eli lama sabachthani this is to say my god my god why hast thou forsaken me um, and something that I wanted to explain about this verse is that when, this is when Heavenly Father left Jesus Christ. Um, he, Heavenly Father had been with Jesus Christ up until this point. But Heavenly Father had to leave Jesus Christ alone so that he could suffer all and be able to feel what it was like to be without Heavenly Father there. Um, in a book called Jesus the Christ by James E. Talmadge, I think I pronounced that wrong, so please don't hate me if I did. Uh, it says, It seems that in addition to the fearful suffering incident to the crucifixion, the agony of Gethsemane had recurred, intensified beyond human power to endure. In the bitterest hour of the dying Christ, uh, in the bitterest hour, the dying Christ was alone, alone in most terrible reality that the supreme sacrifice of the Son might be consummated in all its fullest, the Father seems to have withdrawn the support of his immediate presence, leaving the Savior of men to glory of complete victory over the forces of sin and death. This allowed him to be able to complete um, the atonement by himself. This is why... Um, he says this is because Jesus Christ feels Heavenly Father's presence withdraw itself, and he's, you know, of course sad about that, but he knows that it has to happen, and, um, yeah, I just wanted to explain that verse a little bit more, because that's also very important. Um, I wanted to share a really cool quote that I found by 
Elder Dallin H. Oaks. It says, because the Savior descended below all things, he can relate to all of us no matter what our circumstances, afflictions, and past sins might be. He is the only one who knows exactly what we are going through. Uh, and that is in Strengthened by the Atonement of Jesus Christ by Elder Dallin H. Oaks. I thought that was really cool because it's so true. He suffered everything and he can help everyone no matter what they're going through, no matter what mistakes they've made. And oftentimes, I even feel it myself sometimes too, where I'm like, oh, well, he couldn't, you know, help me. I've made such a, you know, stupid mistake. And I really feel like he can't help me at this point. But then I have to remind myself that the Savior is capable of all things. He's perfect. I am not. (laughs) I hopefully will be someday, but... Uh, He is perfect, and I am not, and he can help me through those things because he suffered them too. And um, something else that some other churches don't believe, but that I wanted to explain on here, is that the atonement um, is what allows little children and anyone who hasn't heard of the gospel to be resurrected and to be given the opportunity to learn and accept those gospels in the next life. Even little children need the atonement, um, and that's what allows them to be resurrected and saved even though they didn't get a chance to be baptized or to learn about the gospel. Um, Now, one thing that I wanted to share was the gifts and blessings that the atonement brings us. It gives us a lot. Um, Some of the gifts of Christ's atonement are universal, infinite, and unconditional. And that is a quote from Elder Jeffrey R. Holland in The Atonement of Jesus Christ. Um, That is a a great talk. I'd highly recommend you go listen to it. Um, One universal gift is Jesus Christ's ransom for Adam's original transgression. This makes it so that no member of the human family is held responsible for that sin. Another universal gift is the resurrection of everyone. Uh, Some of Christ's conditional gifts depend on our righteousness, one of which is the forgiveness of our sins. In The Atonement of Jesus Christ by Jeffrey R. Holland, he said, While all members of the human family are freely given a reprieve from Adam's sin through no effort of their own, they are not given a reprieve from their own sins unless they pledge faith in Jesus Christ, repent of those sins, and are baptized in his name, receive the the gift of the Holy Ghost, and the confirmation into Christ church and press forward and faithful and faithful endurance the whoa I just read that wrong and press forward with faithful endurance in the remainder of life's journey uh, as we are righteous we can receive the atonement and be forgiven for our sins repentance is a really like I said before it's a really positive thing it's something that allows us to grow and helps us to be able to improve and to become more like our father in heaven It's not a bad thing whatsoever, and I know because, you know, you're repenting for sins, which are bad things, oftentimes repentance has a negative connotation, but it really isn't. It's something so positive and beautiful, and something that can bring us such joy as we, you know, learn from our mistakes and choose not to make them again. Another scripture that I wanted to share with you guys is Doctrine and Covenants 19, verses 16 through 17, which says, For behold, I, God, have suffered these things for all, that they might not suffer if they would repent. But if they would not repent, they must suffer even as I. Elder Jeffrey R. Holland also said, Although the resurrection of the body is a free and universal gift from Christ, a result of his victory over death, 
the nature of one's uh, of the resurrected body or degree of glory it is given as well as the time of one's resurrection is affected directly by one's faithfulness in this life um so in other words the most resurrected will i mean the most resurrected the most righteous will be resurrected first and the most righteous will be um in the celestial kingdom and how righteous we are um affects what kingdom of glory we will be resurrected into so um a question some of you and i definitely have is what can the atonement do for me the atonement can save us from our sins but it can also do a lot more elder david o mckay said the purpose of the gospel is to make bad men good and good men better and to change human nature the gospel and the atonement uh, helps us to put off the natural man and become like the Savior. The atonement is what allows us to repent and to learn from our mistakes and become more like the Savior so that way we can be prepared to one day be in the presence of our Father in Heaven. This is what our ultimate purpose of life is. We are here on this earth to learn how to be comfortable in the presence of our Heavenly Father. Um, we're also here to, you know, learn about the gospel and to progress as human beings um so that way we can you know learn more because knowledge is one of the only things that we're going to bring with us into the next life and so that's why we need to learn as much as we can but like it said like i said earlier we're also here to learn how to be comfortable in the presence of our heavenly father the more um accustomed we become to the spirit and the more we feel the spirit with us the more comfortable we will be in the presence of our Heavenly Father. The atonement is for sinners and for saints. Uh, as Elder David A. Bednar talked about in his BYU devotional called In the Strength of the Lord. In this devotional, he said, Brothers and sisters, the gospel of the Savior is not simply about avoiding bad in our lives. It is all, uh, It also is essentially about doing and becoming good. And the atonement provides help for us to overcome and avoid bad and to do and become good. There is help from the Savior for the uh, entire journey of life, from bad to good to better, and to change our very nature. The Bible Dictionary says, It is likewise through the grace of the Lord that individuals through faith in the atonement of Jesus Christ and repentance of their sins receive strength and assistance to do good works that um, that they otherwise would not be able to maintain in left their own means. This grace is an enabling power that allows men and women to lay hold on eternal life and exaltation after they have expanded their own best efforts. The atonement is what brings us eternal life. It's what allows us to be able to make it into the presence of our Heavenly Father and for us to be resurrected so that way we can spend eternities with our families in heaven. It is something so beautiful and amazing that we have such a huge privilege to be able to, you know, partake of it here on this earth. We are so very blessed to be able to have the atonement and we're so very blessed to have a Heavenly Father who loves us very much. So, how can we use the atonement to help us gather Israel? As I explained in the first episode of this podcast, gathering Israel not only refers to helping others, but also helping ourselves. That's why we're here on this earth, is to learn and to grow and to learn how to become comfortable in the presence of our Father in Heaven. And as we study out the atonement and repentance and learn more about all of the beautiful gifts that 
the Savior and Heavenly Father have given us, we'll learn how to use them to their fullest extent. And this will benefit us as well as the people around us, as we will be able to help them the more we learn, and we'll be able to help ourselves the more we learn. Uh, I think that's about it. I'll see you next time on Gathering Israel. Stay safe.